Welcome back to The Risk Report. This is episode number 52, and today I am joined by no other, the SoFlo Samurai himself. What up, what up? The bad man of botany. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, Mr. Jake Herskovici. How we doing, bro? Oh, we're doing good. It's good to be here finally. You know, we saw it, we heard it. Now we're finally here live. Feels good after all this time. Yeah, hell yeah. I've been doing a lot of different fucking podcasts. I see it. I see it online. Some fight nights and shit, and just fight whatever. Nights. Putting 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 content out there, right? That's what people want. The people need content these days. Content overload. Mm-hmm. The more you have, you know, you're not even competing until you have a huge book. It's weird because I'm, you know, I've been making music for a while, and you you fucking uh, when you use these distribution sites, you mm-hmm. see like numbers, but for music, it's like. Every three months, it refreshes. With this anchor stuff, it's constant. Mm. And then you also see like the geographic locations of the IP addresses, kind of you know where. Yeah, it's where right. that the people listening. I'm, I'm, I know where you live. <laughs> hey, listen, you know. I, no, it shows me like Georgia, Michigan, you know, Texas. There's like a lot of people tuning in from random spots, you know. So shout out to everybody again. I always love seeing that, and so I like to give back that support to whoever the fuck. Where were the fucks listening? Listening to this, stumbling in on a uh, a Wednesday afternoon, getting through the week, lighting up. We're mm-hmm. here, down in sunny South Florida, and uh, we're about to run it. Oh, Alex yeah. is the bro, my homie. Been, <laughs> been boys for a long time down yeah, here. Yeah, college homies. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's new, bro? I'm digging. I'm digging the look. I'm digging the hair. Mm. It's coming out. No haircuts. No haircuts. Listen, yeah. If you've got good hair, grow your hair out. Yeah, we we uh we fucking traded yesterday. I went and got a buzz cut. (laughs) Listen, I said fuck it, do something different because this is I haven't done this in ten years, right? Right now, so the the long hair is probably different for you too, man. It looks good. You know, honestly, it's like we know people who are afraid to change their look, and we Mm -hmm. know people who are just you know spontaneous. Whatever you're feeling in the day, roll with it. Sometimes you clean shave, sometimes you shave off all your hair. Yeah, dude. Sometimes you drink five margaritas. Sometimes you work out, you know, keep <laughs> yeah. that spontaneity going. Yeah. For the past, pissing. like six months, I want to say I've been changing my look every, every couple months, like, like a fucking method actor, <laughs> you know, Yeah, getting buff out of nowhere, fucking <laughs> just shaving this the head, guy is getting growing buff. the mustache. Yeah, man. Listen, you know, sometimes I think everybody has, you know, when you look in that mirror and you see yourself after a couple of weeks of growing your hair out or growing that mustache out you know it's like it's fun to play that but you always know when it's time to like get back to seeing you know what is this guy what do i look like right you know you have a look inside and it's like as long as you know that you know, <laughs> that guy's under that hair or that mm-hmm. mustache you know yeah yeah as long as you know who you are right right you're comfortable with who you are in any way shape or form Mm-hmm. And maybe changing the look also signifies a change in who you are, a growth in the person or whatever the case may be, you know, 
might even not need to be looked into so literal like that, but it really could be like, you're just feeling different, you know, that like when I grew my hair out and all that shit, I felt like I needed to do it. I felt like, you know, whatever, that's what I wanted to do. And I had it for so long that now I go back to this, like, all right, now I'm going to yeah. try this out because it's this been is... so long. I'm an older guy now. I got, I look different in general, mm-hmm. you know? It's, you know, girls have it easier. They can dye their hair pink, red, blue. That's Guys, right. you, you know, if you come in with uh, something drastically looking different, people in the workplace and uh, your buddies are going to be like, yeah, you know, what's going on, man? You, Especially uh... since it takes, like, you get those awkward periods of just, like, fucking... Oh, yeah. You know, if, weird hair. Public uh, public address. If you're gonna grow your hair out, you got to go through the page boy status. If you've got straight hair, like you got to do it, man. I mean, if, if for any long hair, right? Or you're gonna be a goofy looking guy for a while, but you know, you'll come out stronger at the end of it. Trust me. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it just shows. It just shows patience, right. and uh, and that's it. Like to maintain that that mustache that I had going on for a while, I fucking loved it. This man but looked like he I was serving <laughs> I had to maintain it, you know? It was like, yeah. and with the masks and everything, you go out, you fucking wear a mask. Right. It would always fuck up my mustache because I had it twirled and shit. And Listen, you, you know, can't you be rocking mustache. You can't be rocking a mask over a finely oiled mustache. Yeah. I mean, so I'll knows. redo it at some point, for sure. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. Um, Listen, but it took time. It took patience to grow out a fucking crazy looking beard, yeah. you know, and that's what came out of it. A mustache. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know. People, you know, they, they're waking up though. Times are changing. You see Harry Styles wearing dresses and oh, online, yeah. you know, people are like, people, you know, dudes in Alabama are like, he can wear whatever he wants, you know? Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah. You know? That's yeah, cool I mean, because we're, we're living in the fucking future. We're living in that dystopian sci-fi. Right. That's happening. People <laughs> wake up. It's happening around us. Yeah, you know, we're not quite Blade Runner yet, but mm-hmm. you know, we're getting there. We're on our way. Yeah, man. I saw this thing on. I don't know how real it is, and I was looking at the reviews and the comments, and it, it made me like think that they were not real, like more sketchy. Mm-hmm. But there was like a writing contest for twenty thousand. And it's like write a dystopian mm. science fiction, you right. know, involving this, and you could win twenty thousand. Yeah. My guess is like someone's gonna take that and make a fucking movie out of it, and not give you dick, you know? Right, right. That's how usually this happens. Yeah. yeah. But so I mean, which I would be okay with that. Right. I'll write Listen. a fucking essay and get twenty grand, and you guys can make it into a bomb ass movie. That's that works. Make sure for you me. get a percentage. Yeah, as long as you know who wrote it, and then we could make a real <laughs> script after. You know right, what I mean? Right, right, right. Listen, I mean, you know, you see the, like we talked about at the beginning, man, the content push. That's why they need 20,000 people to write dystopian scripts because maybe they'll make half of them. They'll just fucking take, they're going to take all your ideas, you know, and like have that, you know. They're starting. They're getting $20,000 worth of material is what they're they're paying. They need the creative sparks that they don't have, these big companies. Yeah. And they they need them because we're watching the shows in a day. You Mm -hmm. know, we're putting 10 episodes out. Who hasn't? binge watch 10 episodes yeah you know. it takes a long time to yeah. make those shows right 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 they got to keep them coming yeah to to act to make it all and then fucking and people think about that man we're just fucking eating up yeah all the content every day there's all this shit on here but we've watched it all mm-hmm. right there's not enough <laughs> there's not enough there's not enough listen who like 
you know, you can watch. People will binge 27 seasons of a show in, in a week. Yeah. And then say, okay, what's next? What's next? I'm, I'm guilty yeah. of that. Yeah. Who, what are you watching? Yeah. It's like, what are you watching now? Because everyone is just, you know, we're waiting for the next Game of Thrones. I'm taking the lap. I'm taking the lap back around. Back through history. Yeah. Now I'm going uh, Marco Polo. Because I don't really, mm. I don't know if I really watched that. It's a good show. One. It's a good show. Underrated. Yeah. It's pretty sick. When they're, uh, yeah, he's out in Asia. That guy, the, the Kung Fu master. The blind man. Yeah. The blind, the man. blind monk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of great shit. I mean, you got, and you got all the, Amazon Prime and all that Prime Video, right? They got a lot of good history stuff. That's that's what we're looking for. That's now. what I like. We like we're trying to get more history. You know, take us to exotic locations, take us to the yeah. Far East. Yeah, dude, you know. I want to know about some crazy right. motherfucker. Like, right. dude, even even that uh, Marco Polo show. You know, obviously it's you know based on so, some sort of reality. A lot of it. Mm. Um, but and they're probably getting it as close to what it really was right. from the accounts as possible. Exactly. It just looks so mystical, right? Like imagine mm. if you were out in these fucking Chinese mountains, right? And you got all this Shenyang crazy Chinese province. architecture around you, and like mm. this is you're born into this, and like bro, but, just everything these people were fucking fighting and dying for is like. Well, it's like you know the Mongolians. The show Marco Polo is about Kublai Khan. Yeah. And, you know, Kublai Khan lived out in Mongolia with his, you know, Mongolian horde. And these guys basically were horse people. They didn't have palaces. They didn't have riches. You know, they didn't even have probably shaved women, you know. Yeah. But so they were, they just thousands and thousands and thousands of them out there riding horses, being conquerors. And then they get south and they're like, man, these guys have jade dragons. They've got walls. They've got... <laughs> palaces this shit. they're doing botany they're painting pots they got art sculpture you know a whole civilization that they never even thought about doing so their first instinct is okay let's go ahead and pillage this get us some of this wealth you know right away and that's what i love about these shows it's like okay it's not written from the perspective of china thinking these are mongol invasions. this is written from the perspective of a guy who's not a good guy yeah he's coming to take you know rape and pillage <laughs> And that happened for so long. For so long. For so many different types of people, man. Mm -hmm. Is they just we've just been conquerors, man. Right. It's so you know, it's insane. History constantly repeats itself in different versions, if you want to, you know. Well, you know, it's around the world. Yeah. It's less glamorous these days. Dude, because it must yeah, I mean it's glamorous because of the because of the shows we watch and the movies and the entertainment, but I always think about that fact that it's like, wow, it must have been so fucking rough mm, to be the living at that time. Like, that's why people only made it to 20, you know? Listen, I mean, you know, you were basically a warrior or a slave or like, you know. Or a whore. Oh, yeah. We're not even talking about the girls. They had it Her real merchant. Bad. Oh, it must have been they horrible. They bad, you know. I don't know. Have you ever uh, dabbled into Herodotus histories? The book written, you know, 700 B.C.? Pretty much the only authority source on, you know, everything up until like 300 BC, where he traveled to Babylon and Egypt. He gathered these firsthand sources. It's definitely worth a read, you know. And the uh, in these books, he goes and he learns the history of Babylon, you know. And basically, if you weren't ruling caste, you were a slave and you're born into slavery. So it's like, even if your parents were lived their whole lives, 25, 35 years, and then 
gave birth to you, you're just going to live the same 25, 35 years as a slave and basically populate and do the work and pull stones around, you know, <laughs> and dig trenches. And, you know, you're out in Egypt digging uh, wells for some guy who lives, you know, with his 5,000 wives, yeah. you know, and like, <laughs> yeah. you know, and any daughters some guy that's you know, treated like a fucking god he's a god you know your perception <laughs> of him is just like he is god you know literally yeah, all yeah. you can do is uh pull stones you know and drag them up a mountain slab now, of granite now we're doing the same exact thing to this day but we just have more amenities right right yeah that's exactly really right. what it is mm -hmm. you know we're we're hauling stones every day we're working our asses mm -hmm. off to pay some shit to, that we all owe Right. all the time right and somewhere some guy is sitting in his top penthouse mm. with five thousand wives <laughs> yeah. yeah and he's looking down from you know the 82nd from floor the skies or... from mount olympus you know mm -hmm. exactly right and he they're, controls they're the, the modern gods well you look at you know that would be a good show right there modern gods and well, it's about like corrupt ceos dudes oh, at the top just taking control playing their games yeah yeah, you got to read American Gods by Neil Gaiman. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where, you know, our I new, tried watching the show. The show's, you know. But I want to, yeah, I got to read the They do what they books. can. The, the book is way better. Neil Gaiman, he's he's a genius. But, you know, the new gods, there's the old gods like Odin, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Thor, you know, people who used to pray to Zeus. Those are the old gods. Then there's the new gods like yeah. TVs, money. phones, internet, money. War, right? War, yeah. Like, well, you know. War has always been around, but yeah, like the stuff that we worship now, mm -hmm. you know, fucking money. Yeah. We worship entertainment. The TV, <clears throat> entertainment, the computer, you know, the internet. It's like, these are the things that really control, you know, most of what people are doing, like you said. Yeah, yeah. It gives power. Stones, it gives right? power to that. Exactly. And we're all just working for more of that, you know. Yeah. But hey. Right. Because in a lot of mythology, right, it's like. The, what gives them the power is the belief is the human's belief in them. Right. Right. Exactly. You know, you believe that, you know, the ocean is an angry mistress. So you pray to the ocean to let you in, you know, you give that thing life. This is the same thing. We believe, you know, that the financial system is pretty much everything that can control us right now. So what do we do? We wake up every day and go through the tasks that, <laughs> yeah. you know, bring us more of it, you know, yeah. to gain the system. And it's like, you know, it's the same premise. Like I think that's what Neil Gaiman was getting at. Yeah, Definitely. that's what I got from his book. Yeah, interesting man. Yeah, and you know, you you got to go back and read the the source material where this. You know, people have been crazy forever. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, they we right. really have been. Yeah, we're just you know less violent now. Less, a little less violent. Right. You know? <laughs> Not much. Because it's like now we got su superior destructive power. Right. Lord you know, before the, they were swinging swords at each other and shit, maybe a mm -hmm. cannon, you know, maybe like a yeah. fireball or something. Now we got shit that'll destroy the planet. Yeah, it used to be like one at a time. You know, now it's like if you want to do something, you know, you just do it all or nothing. Yeah. So nothing gets done. Yeah. How about uh, like the fact that there's just all these rules to war, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. It's got to be governed now. Even because... from back then, too, there's like all these rules and regulations mm -hmm. you do before going into war and even just meeting out in a battlefield and shit. It's all with honor. You know, yeah. you have to like 
there was, yeah, you know, medieval days. The knights would meet, like, okay, we're going to do this tomorrow morning. We'll yeah. see you out there. Are you sure you want to do this? You yeah, know. I'm sure. Okay, yeah. are you sure? <laughs> they, they did it a couple times. Yeah, yeah, you know, this is what we're here for. We we traveled for 12 months, so, you know, yeah, might as well do the damn thing. But, yeah, you're right, <laughs> yeah, you know. It's literally. like once, like, a certain guy was dead or, like, you know, if you killed the king or, yeah. you know, the battle was clearly lost, usually unless they were just yeah. – barbarians it's like you know you're a fellow man like we'll give you some quarter you might be our slave but you know no one wants to just butcher humans like uh the mongolians or like you know the other primitive people that yeah you know the vikings the viking yeah you know they were just like you know they didn't really care yeah nowadays everyone is like you know you can't kill one person let alone yeah. men, you know <laughs> yeah, without someone dude. getting offended that's what makes you know? this time probably Along with air conditioning and everything else, you know, air that's probably what makes this time so much better is that there's probably, you know, just way less of a body count there with people. Right, right. You know, I mean, we have the the COVID counters that were going up one at a time, you know, and it was like the whole world was watching. And it, obviously we're not sliding on COVID, but, you know, it's when you have the timer just watching it one click after another, you know, it's like, man this is really what the driving factor of everyone cares about. You know, we don't want to see more of these numbers, mm -hmm. whether it's <clears throat> from some disease or economic downturn, you don't want to see that, you know, that's kind of like what everyone works together for to prevent, which I think, you know, having gotten to that point where we care so much who's dying that we will show you body by body, you know, on the media, this is what's happening. I think, you know, that is a testament to, generally how people feel for, for each sure, other for sure which is you know long way from Kublacon. yeah yeah <laughs> there might you know there's more love to humans than than aggression and violence i guess you could say but what right. we're taught in history is who fucking took over all of them, right. right i guess that's what yeah. you see that's what's most important that's what know? yeah the, the the history is you know written by the victor exactly which is fascinating you know there's only we can only learn from who won yeah not the victims much. not yeah. the victims from the uh yeah yeah with history you don't hear the victim sides really you yeah. know until netflix uh modern modern now you do obviously. right netflix will make a documentary now about you know pretty much anyone who's unjustly treated or put down so you will hear <laughs> yeah. about it but that's only yeah. in the last two years you know beforehand netflix was making you know more creative content, I think, just geared towards entertainment. Now everything has got a purpose. You know, you can't just say anything on the media or go anywhere without having that sort of, you know, connection to everyone being aware, you know, the woke, the mm -hmm. woke crowd. You know, you have to kind of like work that into your life if you're going to be successful and an average human today because you, you're supposed to care. You know, you're supposed to be on the same level as everyone else. Yeah. 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 I mean, if you don't, you just, those people just end up making the bad decisions, you know? Yeah. Hey, what can you do? Yeah. Yeah. Just crazy. Life is fucking crazy. It is. It's a good time to be alive, though. Yeah. Like you said, AC. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just that alone is unbelievable. Right. I the mean, fact, if you just think about that, that people were fucking going around just hot as hell all the time. Hot as hell. Or freezing. Or freezing. <laughs> Listen, we're in South Florida. So, you know. Muggy. If you want to walk to your car and uh, grab some groceries, you know, just be prepared to bring a change of shirt, you know, because you're going to be sweating. Yeah. 
Oh, you yeah. know, we're sitting in 100% humidity. The Everglades, we could probably drive there in 20 yeah, minutes. It's right there. It's right there next to the alligators. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, there's alligators all around here. Those bastards right. never left. Um, I went to the Lion Country Safari over in West Palm mm. a couple weeks ago, two weeks ago. Yeah, that's a, that's a great spot. It was pretty tight. I'd never gone through there, and I was, like, pulling over to the side trying to draw, like, some of the animals real right. quick because it's like, when else am I going to get to draw a fucking uh, water buffalo? <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Don't see – yeah. Just, you know, roaming the fields. Yeah, exactly. I was yeah. like, fuck it. I'm just going to – you know, I could always look a picture of it, but when else am I going to draw it right there? You know? Right. And when you see those animals in person, I mean, you know. Dude, they were huge. They're huge, you know. And that's the thing. You know, America doesn't really have any big animals until you get out to, like, the Rockies. Or, I mean, we have, you know, reptiles and, and bugs aside, Florida, you know, or sea life. Large land mammals we don't really have. You know, maybe a coyote boar we get a bunch of boar the florida yeah, panthers are pretty fucking big yeah the panther is the apex land mammal mm -hmm. in florida you know so that's you know and it's like one of the smaller cats i would say it's definitely not top five florida still it's panther. still pretty damn big it's yeah. pretty big yeah but yeah compared There's to a fucking no tiger or like right. a lion or something right so dude dude the lion cubs are as big as we are probably yeah that's Legit. terrifying Legit, that we were, we drove past them and they were just sitting on like this bench, sprawled out, and they were like, they were like a year old, I think they the the little radio said, and uh, dude, the thing was like as big as the fucking picnic bench, just sprawled out, just huge. hanging out, yeah. and it still had more to grow probably. Yeah, I mean, we look at like a, a how quickly a dog grows. You know, oh, you yeah. start with a puppy, and then six months later, he's like eighty pounds. You know, I would imagine a lion yeah. in six months is probably like 200 and something pounds. You know? <laughs> just like insane. Yeah, just more than most men ready to just, you know. Yeah. It's a man eater. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a couple of animals out there that are just, you know, they will still kill you. And the lion is probably at the very top of the yeah, list. Yeah, very top. Yeah, I mean mammals, though. sharks, sharks, top. but the dumb fish are fish. That's more like you know, yeah, it's a fish coming after you. I'd say like a killer whale would be oh, the waters. That'd worst. be terrifying, right? Because you know it's, it's coming after you to kill you. Yeah. A shark, but they don't do that yeah. in the wilds apparently. But also, right, who the fuck is diving in Antarctic waters? Mm -hmm. Right, who's in the water You're in taking Antarctica the risk with a fucking point. killer whale? Right, you're right. taking the risk. No yeah. one's doing it. So the likelihood <laughs> that it hasn't happened is very high. Yeah. Yeah, I doesn't mean, mean that it won't happen. There's probably Eskimo people. Why do you think those Eskimo people fucking worship them over there? Right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> they had to eat three of their friends. But they the are ice. smart. I mean, the fact that they do all that wild shit, um, hunting, yeah. caged in, like at right. SeaWorld, all those tricks and shit. Imagine what they do in the wild when you mm -hmm. encounter it or when you see it all the time. You know yeah. what I mean? I was. I mean, when you You're go just up sitting to, in some fucking igloo out there, just freezing yeah. your dick off. How'd those people it's get out there, dude? They just they, they came over on the Bering Strait, never left. That's insane. insane. Yeah, I've been to Alaska where they have you know you're if you're on a cruise and you're just paying attention, you'll see wildlife, big ass elephant seals, you know, orcas. Alaska, yeah, Alaska. Bald eagles are so common up there, which is crazy. You think like you know, there's only one bald eagle in America, 
but they're everywhere and they're t- they're catching fish you know as big as your arm pulling them out of the water mm-hmm. bears are walking around so it's like you know that stuff still exists uh out there you know and, and when you see it it's just insane yeah what's up yeah dude yeah. i mean i think if, for an animal that's probably the place you want to be right because right. anywhere you build around here humans just fucking they're gonna impede build you know and yeah. just make cement buildings all around your fucking environment right. might as well go to alaska you know <laughs> but more yeah, animals are get up there yeah going out to alaska it's like the retirement plan yeah it's, it's the retirement like, plan yeah, all, um, all animals are working to survive to go to fucking alaska i'm heading up alaska way yeah you know i don't know because there's there's preserves like you know if you're a lizard let me tell you <laughs> south florida is living good we yeah. have oh, the iguana yeah. problem down here there's so many out here i, say, I say what up to them for all you not listening in Florida, you know, or South Florida specifically, the iguana is probably like an exotic animal to you. But let me just tell you, it's just more like a big ass anole that hisses and whips. And, you know, they, they come in and waves, not just one. No, yeah. If you spot one, there's many. Yeah. That's the thing. When you're pulling them out of your pool once a week, mm-hmm. you know, big boys, it's like, okay, these things are. They're a problem. And you can actually hire hit squads, you know. Yeah, that's the wildest thing down here is all the fucking animal population control we got. Right. You want to hunt anacondas? You want to hunt gators? <laughs> snake man. I'm wanna, a snake man. You want to hunt iguanas? You can hunt whatever you want down yeah, here. You come insane. down here, pay some government officials. Yeah, everything's a pest hundred. over here. They got pest problems for everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, like – the iguanas and real estate. So there's like different stage iguana problems. You know, you have your, your small iguanas will get in. They're hanging out on the roof, living in the attic. That's a problem. It's like, then you have them breeding, you know, giving birth to broods of 50. I think that's the term, a brood of iguanas, Mm -hmm. but 50 iguanas will hatch. And then you have these iguanas basically inserting themselves into the pipes, the gutters, wherever they can find water. So, you know, there's listings out there that are overwhelmed with iguanas. <clears throat> the only way to get them is they draw them out and they, you know, exterminate. They exterminate with prejudice, Jesus. extreme prejudice. But it's a severe problem that a house can undergo down here. It's, yeah, I mean they're they're everywhere. They're all over around every lake here. It's like a bigger scaly rat. Lakes. You know, pretty <laughs> much <laughs> a bigger rat that looks you know like a dinosaur. Yeah, I mean, you got to think, you know, it's if it's if it's that that many of them, they're shitting all over the place. It's gonna bring some sort of little disease you all know? over but, the place. Yeah. But hey, I think they're cool to look at. They are cool to look they're at. They're cool looking rat, that's for sure. It's a, it's like a little dinosaur that you get to yeah you know, yeah admire before it uh, takes a dump on your pool deck. Oh my god! And you gotta you know then jumps into your pool swimming around. Yeah. Animals. So you've had to sell listings like that? Oh, yeah, quite a few. Honestly, whenever the uh, the person who owns it goes out of town, you know, and they stop caring, the animal's moving quick. You know, <laughs> we get all kinds. What are some of the craziest um, things that have happened on, like, your listings? Mm. You know, like you showing a house or something happening like that? Well, so I was, uh, I was showing the property that one up in Lake Worth, great big old villa from the twenties. And the owner was, you know, she was psychotic, insane, not uncommon down here, but, uh, we had, you know, the pool pump shut off. So a whole family of iguanas moved on in, 
you know, and I'm showing the property and these guys uh, who it was like a big, you know, eight unit commercial <laughs> property. And she had all these tenants who were basically criminals, you know, awaiting trial that she would house kind of like a halfway house. I mean, you know, you find all kinds of crazy things down in uh, it's Lake Worth. So, yeah. you know, if you're in Florida, you know, you know what I'm talking about. But yeah, basically, so these guys were, uh, you know, we told them we had the iguana problem. We got to take care of it. So they did take care of it. But then they, when I was showing the property, walking with the GC, they were cooking them <laughs> and, and eating them. <laughs> so, That's that uh, Florida share bar. Yeah. <laughs> so I walked in and the clients. It's like, hey, you know, you're not in prison still. Right? <laughs> yeah. And so the clients, you know, wow. these guys, they, these guys were beat. I would. I would bring them beer just so they would keep the property unlocked for me because if I didn't bribe them, there was no way I could show it. So I would bring the beer and, uh, you know, I come in with a client. <laughs> These guys flew down from Michigan. They, you know, they're businessmen. They've done this before. Open up the door and it smells like burning flesh, you know, or rubber. My first thought was they're cleaning their shoes or using some chemical cleaner to strip leather. And, uh, no, it turned out as we rounded the kitchen, there was sort of a medieval pot on the fucking boiler <laughs> and they were roasting up some guanas. <laughs> they were rolling around like turned like raviolis. And I was like, oh, oh God. my God. And, well, you got, I mean, that's crazy. You had to go seduce them with some seltzers, some hard seltzers. No, no, not there. seltzers. These guys drank like uh, <laughs> natty, natty. You know, not even Natty uh, Light. Natty Ice. The one that gives you a headache, straight headache. Yeah, the dark blue can made for people, you know, the animals of the world. Yeah, I mean, well, hey, at the same time, they're not wasting them. No, and they were were nice guys. You got to give them that. They weren't wasteful of killing these animals, Mm -mm. which is where I have my, you know, my little thing about it, too. It's like, damn, I I like how they look. I love, you know, having them around and then being around. To me, they're not this big problem, you know? But I get it. There's a shit ton of them. There's also a shit ton of people, you know? Yeah, exactly. You ever thought about that? I always think about that when I hear about, like, we need to control this pest population. (laughs) It's like, dude, look at around us. We're the fucking pest. You know, they say they're not indigenous to this area. (laughs) Bro, you're not. Your family came from fucking Slovakia, probably. Right. Uh, Yeah, every day Florida swells by 5,000 people. Cruising. Yeah, I mean, we get, you know especially now with all this COVID regulations, people stuck in apartment buildings up North. All they want to do is come to Florida. Oh my God. You don't want to lay on the beach, take pictures of iguanas. Florida's becoming fucking Las Vegas. Yeah. Once we, uh, you know, loosen up restrictions on things that aren't, you know, once we get legal weed, finally get out of this medical marijuana thing. Once we get legal gambling, that stuff, you know, Florida is just going to be. That's coming soon, right? Well, you know, who knows? There's, it's a mixed thing. I know I have my mental card, but it's like, who knows how long? I don't know. I'm talking about gambling. Gambling? Yeah, I mean, that could be. I think it's coming soon. Ron DeSantis knows. Yeah. He knows that all the profits are coming from. Dude, I mean, uh, in terms of sports, sporting events and all that, you got fighting. fighting. You got we already have horse tracks. Tampa is an absolute yeah. dominator in sports right now. Right. Um, yeah, you, you also bet on the horses, right? You like going Love to the, the horse horses. tracks and all that shit. Love yeah, the man. horses. It's a it's becoming a fucking wild wild east over here. You know wild I mean? wild east, yeah, it really is. And you know what? I love it. It's yeah, it's kind of like the Florida people. You know, this is how we've chosen to live our lives. And <laughs> if you're coming here to like 
you know, either get the state income tax wiped off your, your portfolio or whatever, you know, yeah. you're coming for a certain amount of freedom and it's like, you know, we want to give it to you. We, yeah. we, we identify with that kind of person yeah. having lived here all you know, most yeah. of our lives. I can't say, I guess, entirely confidence that would like that this is, you know, the best representation of what, of what America is, is the state no. of Florida. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I have a feeling that it is because I haven't been to every other state, so I can't really say, but I have a feeling that it's, it's almost like Florida is literally what America, the whole of America, like it's identity. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. I like, like you know. Florida man, right? There's all these Florida man, man memes and just like, yeah, man. I mean, it's, but who is Florida man? You know, Dude. he's so like, he's everyone, right. you know, that's the thing. Like everyone who lives here knows a Florida man. And then like, when you live here, eventually you catch yourself becoming the Florida man. <laughs> you know? So it's inevitable. <laughs> Florida man moments. Yeah. It's inevitable that you'll have a Florida man moment when you're down here, you know, doing something, wrangle a possum that's trying to get into your house or, yeah. you know, like that guy jumped into a pond, to save his dog. Right, an alligator. Right, and he had a cigar in his mouth. <laughs> like he probably, you know, he didn't Dude, plan to do that. I mean, we got <laughs> some. Yeah. I gotta say, we got some hard ass people out in Florida. Hard ass people. You have to be. <laughs> the alligator snatching your dog. You Dude. have to be ready to hop in that pond yeah. and get him. You know, luckily, the dog's okay. Yeah, did that be fucked? Yeah, well, I mean, we get a lot of good things down here too. I mean, like the the landscape is basically we're in the tropics you know if you surf mm -hmm. south florida is like one of the only places that you know you can surf sh in board shorts pretty much year round you know obviously we're not catching hawaiian yeah swell, you're but, not getting the you know, waves like that but yeah you, there, there's so there's swells that come through you know and you can you never have to put on a full suit people who wear full suits in south florida i mean you know you're missing out because yeah. life's joy is living in the uh the south florida love yeah yeah, I mean, South Florida has a vibe. I, you know, I'm from Central Florida. Or at least I went to high school, middle school in Central Florida. And um, just the vibe down here, I, I like it way better. That's why I stuck around. It's been, if I look back on it, it's nine fucking years right. that I've been down here, you yeah. know, after college, just stayed. Same. Yeah. <coughs> and, you know, a lot of it for me is like, you know, obviously, you know, I guard and, you know, I surf and it's like, once you get ingrained into the, the golf community and all that, it's like you're basically living in where most people dream of coming their entire lives. You know, it's like, let's work to get a place in Florida so we can just live in like a little bit of paradise. Again, you know? the image of the American dream is right. Florida. Right you know, there, Sunny you know? Isles, if you want to, you know, go to Miami and party every yeah. night of the week, you can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you want to come to South Florida, West Palm Beach and golf and, relax on the beach every day you can do that mm -hmm. you know it's not going anywhere hell yeah yeah, yeah man i got i want to visit some more uh states too though i've been thinking about taking a little road trip road trip mm -hmm. mm. take a little road trip to maybe just georgia or something georgia. like that i like i like i've been to georgia before but savannah's nice savannah i've yeah, been you to gotta savannah. Check out savannah it's sick i've been there you know. yeah honestly i mean yeah, it would be interesting to do. I haven't taken a road trip. I always fly. I kind of want to see like mountains and shit. I never yeah. seen snow, you know. Oh, go to Colorado. I need a snowboard. You need a snowboard. Johnny tsunami style, you know. Yeah, 
get on that mountain. Honestly, Colorado is there's nothing like it. When you get out into like the the resort basin, you know that's really mm-hmm. like heaven on earth when you're seeing that. Dude, yeah, it, it looks crazy. It's you know I've never felt snow right, so I can't really comprehend what it's gonna feel like. <laughs> Everyone tells me, dude, you're gonna crush it on the snowboard, yeah, you right? Really are. I'm, so we'll see, man. I hope so. You know, once it, once you're familiar with boards, you know, surfing, in my opinion, is, is the hardest board sport just because you're dealing with the water. Yeah, I think it's very is, tough. It's in a fluid state, you know, so it's like you you have to be constantly like changing and aware. Snowboarding is that solid state mountain where you're just you see pristine white snow and it's like, mm-hmm. OK, I'm just going to just travel down this mountain. You know, yeah, I, I can visualize everything. Visualize my run. How fast do you go? You you would say. So I I tracked myself uh, <coughs> one of the not last time, a couple of times ago. I, there's trackers you can get. I, okay. I peaked at 44 miles per hour. Miles per hour. Get the 44. fuck out of here. Yeah, Down straight on skis or no, snowboard. snowboard. I've been out of here. 44. So normal people are going 40 miles an no, hour. No, no, down no, no, the no. Fucking... That was the fastest. That was my peak. So okay. When I was like, you know, dude, that's fast. I was dangerous fast. I don't know if I'll ever that's go like that fast. bombing down a, a hill on a skateboard. Yeah, I bombed a hill and like, you know, you, honestly, you don't want to bomb. Like, if you bomb a black, it's like, you know, you'll get up there, but really, you need like a lot of space to get fast. So it's like it was a long blue, and I just went straight. I was tucked oh, in. Oh man! And so you gotta, you gotta kind of like come out of it slow. Yeah, yeah. yeah like you come off your toes, and you're, you know, because otherwise you're, you know, trying to slow down. But normally you're cruising, you know, 20 miles an hour, 15, 20, which is still. That's solid. That's fast. Like, Are know. there like any little jumps and shit like on the oh, way yeah. down? There's, It's a whole mountain, bro. I mean, there's really nothing else to do. You have to go experience it. I need to do it, man. Yeah. I need to fucking save up for this next uh, Christmas time. Yeah. Just take a fucking nice vacation. Do that. February. February is the month you want to go in. Mm, but if you're listening, heard, don't yeah. go. So we have more space. Yeah. Because February, like late, is powder. That's pow pow. That's like really? you're getting because you want it to have like a base. You know, mm-hmm. if you catch it in the first of the season, you're not getting that like twelve foot snowpack. You know, which is that's what if anyone who anyone will tell you that's what you want. You know, you want to be going when it's getting six inches a day overnight. Yeah, so I can go for my birthday next year. That would be insane. You should go uh, Breckenridge. I mean Breckenridge Vale. They're pretty much my two favorites, and like just gets so pricey with uh buying oh, buying the a, snowboard uh, should, pass and all that, right? Yeah, honestly, it should run you about mm-hmm. twenty two to twenty five. You know, if you do it four days on the mountain, you know, I paid more, I paid less, but mm-hmm. that's like your four day ski trip, in my opinion, is what I've been paying because obviously, you know, you gotta there's some other extra curriculars that you're gonna need, you know, yeah. Firewood, yeah, wood, <laughs> lots of uh, stay in some fucking yeah. cabin out there, just freezing my dick off. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, you know, there's ways to bum it. People make a whole uh, the ski bums. One of my buddies is a ski bum from high school, really. He just does ski lessons, you know, uh-huh. bartends, and lives out there in the basin. Just you know, now what does he do on the off time when he does no whitewater rafting uh, tours? Nice, you know, biking tours, yeah. So, buddy's just, just out. Yeah. outside there's a whole day. culture of people who just he's live. doing yeah you just live pretty much like the mountain town yeah he's like a real life yeah. pe teacher right exactly <laughs> he's like exactly That's he's like life's pe teacher right? yeah you know <laughs> yeah he's basically uh living the dream you know 
and yeah yeah that's what you do out there that's what i've been thinking i mean obviously i'll i'll go for art be our teacher but <clears throat> right i might even try and get some certification whatever certification <laughs> i need to be a pe teacher because i would totally yeah be a cool ass pe teacher too my uh my pe teacher told me a joke years ago and it stuck with me he's like i'm the smartest teacher in this school and everyone was like why he's like because i get paid all day to hang out yeah and we get paid the same and shoot fucking basketball <laughs> and shoot basketballs and i get paid to hang out and we're all paid the same i was like Dude. hey He's got a point there. Yeah. My my uh, middle school PE teacher, right? This dude named Kobza. His mm. last name was Kobza. Coach Kobza. Shout out Kobza. Dude. Tall ass man. Probably 6'2", 6'3", mm. right? You could tell he like back in the day he was yeah. fucking jacked, right? Scar from forehead all across his face down to his other side of his cheek, right? Like Jesus. all across his nose, everything, just this giant fat scar, right? Looked like the scariest man on earth. <laughs> He was, Sith the Lord, cool, pretty much. he was the coolest yeah it looked like he was a fucking you know that that one westerner who traveled over to japan and became a samurai right oh, yeah tom, shout out tom cruise on the <laughs> last samurai coming to teach Jim. and he was the nicest guy ever man i remember i think i'd gotten into a fight at um in pe class and uh, he came over and he talked to us. He's like, you guys all right? Like, we, And then we like squashed it right there or whatever because some kid fucking attacked me. I had him in a headlock and I'm just punching him, <laughs> punching him in the face. Ass in Dude, the, I'm in just punching school. him in the face like crazy, holding him in a headlock. That kid probably remembers that. Too. Oh, he remembered that. <laughs> and so, you know, we decided to squash it after or whatever, or like because the coach Kobza was there and he's mm -hmm. just like, hey, you guys good? Like, this is done, right? Yeah, right. like, yeah, yeah. He's like, all right. I'm not going to write a report on this or anything. Don't, cool you know, yeah, yeah, it's a fucking cool guy. Um, yeah, man. Shout out to Coach Coach. I hope that guy's doing well. Yeah, honestly, I mean, I, if I could teach anything, it would probably be either history or like gardening. Yeah. I want to be a, a, a garden teacher. Yeah. Teach kids just, you know, botany from an early age once a week. <laughs> just like some, <laughs> yeah. some fucking Asian master. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. Mr. Miyagi teaching bonsai. Right. Teaching the kids. I, I would, guess those types of students, they just kind of come to you. You know, that, yeah. that just happens, you know? Yeah, I don't think it's something that, you you know, obviously. You said, oh, you could. I but you'd need like a spot, right? You'd right. need like a little a place that you legit go to garden. And kids come over, like mm -hmm. you have like little plans or whatever. You know, at this, it would have to be. You know, yeah. I guess business, like in the sense that right. you got a spot, people come over Unless, here for a package yeah. deal or whatever. Like you get the kids come here, they do their mm -hmm. tree, their tree cutting and shit. And then it like, is, you know, the thing is, is like, uh, there's really, if you're a bonsai, you know, man, an artisan, there's really only three stores in Florida anymore that like you can even get material yeah. from soil. Very niche, but still. Very niche, you know, and there used to be one in Fort Lauderdale, and there's two, and they both have moved, you know, so there's really no one even down here. Mm -hmm. So it's like the nearest one's in Naples, there's one in Tampa, but I mean, as far as supply goes, it's pretty much, you know, the demand, I don't know if it's there or not, because these guys have moved, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it's like, I think you could have definitely turned it into something profitable that, yeah. you know, like, if you're not, even if you're not just selling soil. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because that's, you know, that's probably more of a general market, you know, because bonsai soil is almost universal. You know, you can be used in so many different ways. So just to sell that to anyone who's trying to keep their house plant alive, mm -hmm. 
there's money to be made there but right as far as like the teaching of like you know, the techniques and stuff that would be yeah. more what i would be interested in so doing. like let's say you know let's say i i own this studio and i do my classes out of there but i also rent out space or create classes where i like like invite you know cool people with what they do have them right. try and teach a class if they're like a interested. craftsman yeah. a craftsman so let's center. say i have a class uh you know make a class with you where it's like you know maybe there's 10 kids signed up they all get 10 little bonsais mm. and then you legit go over you know like just do like a a oh, class would, where it's yeah. like maybe once a week or something for like four weeks or some right. shit like that and you know boom that would be yeah but, but the cost i guess in the little monsai tree the all the material right. all that which is know. not much you know if you're buying from a because usually for material they, they want to take it you don't want to buy all that stuff you know already done so mm -hmm. you're just buying juniper plants or other plants which is cheap but yeah you know that would be something that definitely is if you could get a little like garden center spot rent it out yeah we'll have to look like a that. nice little like outside where it's like you know it's kind of mm. zenny out there a you know what I mean? yeah. yeah a little greenhouse dude i'm gonna make i don't know how i'm gonna do it but i'm gonna fucking make the craziest art studio yeah, in south we Florida. just we can get some land we'll yeah. find some land and do that because now I'm I'm thinking about starting this as a side hustle. Let's go ahead yeah. and do that. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Because I've been thinking about making a studio and just eventually making my own studio and doing the stuff that I know how to do. You know, not right. not like any of the other studios here or anything like that. I would just be doing well the ideas that I have, you know, that I've kept to my to myself. Yeah, and that's you know, that's the idea of just you know, merging the mm -hmm. merging the business. Cause it's like, you know, it goes back to the stone builder. Mm -hmm. we're not pulling stones if you're working for you right know, yourself yeah. so that yeah that all has to be done in time and it will be. yeah in time for sure I, i've been building up a business plan that's what i've been doing yeah. writing down a business plan ideas here and there looking at markets and you yeah. know the universe delivers if you put in the work yeah you know and that's i always think back to this is you know you you have everything that you've ever wanted yeah Think about that. Everything you've ever wanted, you have. If yeah. you don't have it, you know, from outside of outseen circumstances, you you're yeah. not doing the right work to get it. Yeah. So yeah. Just thinking like along those mindsets of, mm -hmm. you know, always that stuff seems to just work out. Always is gonna just Yeah, everything seems the opportunity to work out. arises if you're in the know. Even when it's like tight, you know, like when mm -hmm. you like you know, money wise or something, you know, it's like, oh, but, but it made it right. It right. Made it through. That's so. when things get the craziest, mm -hmm. you know, right at the, the precipice of disaster. You're just like, you know, hanging on for dear life, barely, barely holding it together there. And suddenly you're, uh, you know, left turn comes or someone calls out of the blue or something happens. And it's right. like, now you're on a different path. Or even if you're on the same path, like you have a new understanding, Mm -hmm. you know so at least that's how i look at things you always have to be ready for yeah. the change that comes which is inevitable it's just the the flow of life you know mm -hmm. the flow of life Ye yesterday i was started really like you know i've been getting a little more into music at the last like these last couple months not that i haven't been because i've been making mad beats and shit for a while but right. <clears throat> in terms of writing i always go through like these these uh phases of writing where it's like i'll write a lot you know you, you mm. live with me you know i'll have yeah. like i'll start pumping out some material and then i'll chill for a couple months and so just kind of soak things in and then just you know so yeah. now i'm back on the kind of writing some ill shit you know and um 
and yeah, just listen it. But I was driving in the skate park. It's just me listening to my old stuff right. and just, just kind of like hearing it and just being like, wow, yeah. this is too good. <laughs> you know, as cocky as that stuff, but it's like, right. this is too good to not, you know, make something out of this. It like is, I man. need to really figure this shit out because in terms of the art and the music and the skating, I gotta, I gotta figure it out. You know, maybe it's, definitely just market more and all that. I don't know. But as it, far as content yeah. and things that I'm creating, I got it. It's, the content's here, and that's you know, once you have the content, it's just getting it out there, like you said, man. And that's, you know, that's the key. I don't, I don't understand how it, uh, you know, someone can grab like a single TikTok video nowadays. And suddenly it's like, we have to hear about their lives for the next five years. Like that's a, you know, yeah, I don't, you know, it's crazy where uh, fame comes from these days. Yeah. You know, it's not really, it's just a, a video of you freaking out in a Walmart or you like, uh, you or, know. or how about this? Cause my girl downloaded the TikTok and I, and she'll mm-hmm. like sit there fucking watching it. How about this? They'll take somebody's material. Let's say a comedian's bit. Right. And then they'll lip sync to it the whole time. So it's just a person's face lip syncing what a, somebody else created. It doesn't make that's sense. What, that's me. why I think that's my main problem with TikTok and why I probably haven't been on it is that none yeah. of it seems original. Oh, no. Right? None it's of it is. just so blah, blah, blah for a second where it's like, I value my shit so much, I don't even want to put it on there. Oh, listen, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, the, the garbage site is TikTok. I mean, I think it's, I don't even, never had one, never, you know, never scrolled through it, but I still have to, for whatever reason, my outside sphere is, you know, now I know who TikTok dancers are mm-hmm. who have, you know, I'm not sure any value in anyone's lives, but it's like, now we all know who I'm talking about. It's like, this is just like, they did this for how, like they were just lip syncing, like you said, mm-hmm. to a, a song. And now it's like, yep, now I have to see them every day. <laughs> yeah. Like, and that was always is... the thing with the TikTok, people trying to get me on it. And maybe they're right and I'm wrong, but they'd go, oh, well, if you get your song on TikTok and somehow somebody makes a dance out of it, it's going to be blue. Hey, it's going to blow up. And wow. maybe, maybe you're fucking right, but. You don't want to see, uh, you know, high schoolers dancing on your beats. <laughs> I, I would love that. Yeah. But I don't know. I, Not I for their own fame. I want to be like real. I don't know. Something about it yeah. seems like. It's all like, you know, yeah. the reason they're all getting these views is because you just scroll down and up and down and, right. and it's just videos are popping up. Like you don't even have to do anything. Right? Well, you know, it, I've been, we've been in the game a long time as far as the memes go. I mean, I remember in high school, like where the trolling thing, you know, internet troll, Reddit trolls came out. That was like the first internet sort of sensation. I and mean, you would, you know, find these pictures basically through Google images or something you know and then save them on your phone you would have like a couple memes that you know you would use and send yeah then instagram obviously you know we had the the memes on there which became gifts and videos and now it's like we had the little vines and we're through vine oh yeah vine Vine was like you know it was like a funny uh meme made into a video you know which was like you know some of them are pretty funny yeah but then it was like okay now we're we're memeing but we're into uh things that aren't funny and it's just like dude memes are constant instant now yeah and now there's like there's nothing funny about it 
you know, it's just TikTok kids, like, I don't know, just like repeating lines that have been said. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. I've seen this. Now, this, this is why people keep saying, am I stuck in a simulation? Because we're yeah. just fucking seeing the same shit every day on our phones. Maybe if we get off of our phones, you'll realize right. that it's not really a simulation. You have to purge yourself, right. you know, from those sources. That's like my, been my solution. You know, just you can't be like on World Star watching yeah. Lil Tay videos in the morning and then like, go to your job thinking like the best <laughs> thoughts, you know, you can't be manifesting anything productive when little Tay is in your mind, you know, flashing thousands of dollars. It's like, cause that's garbage, you know, yeah. that's sort of like outside influence. Yeah. You know, that's it's like, Hey, it gives that. people, Hey, what am I doing wrong that this guy's doing this? You know? <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, you know, and it's all fake, you know, yeah. even like just to that, she was using like her mom's listings with her brokerage. Mm you know, and her mom's company car. It was like, it's all fake. It's all fake until you make it. It's all a facade. Right. right? But these, it's the wizard know. of Oz. You fucking right. pull the fucking, uh, exactly. Toto found you. And then you see that guy, you know, like, except Toto is like a crazy guy on the internet now. He's <laughs> <laughs> just calling you out. Calling, yeah, you know, the crazy just, conspiracy theories. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's crazy. I mean, and you know, it's funny when you get on uh, Instagram now, you can see who follows what page, you know? So it's like, you can't hide. Like I had, you know, crazy conspiracy theories, you know, suggested followers. And I, I click over there and, and like the people who I know who follow this page, I'm like, hmm, like this guy's into some pretty crazy shit. Yeah, you know? like, well, they just get crazy and crazy. Yeah, I was know? like, you don't want to go down that rabbit hole where it's like you're just now into some, you're just, you're, you're getting, you know, subconsciously you're getting stimulated by. Yeah people who are just totally insane on the internet yeah, and you're looking yeah. at them every day. Yeah. The thing with the conspiracy theories too, is that if you let it get, if you let it really get a hold of your mind, even, even though some of it's not even conspiracy, it's real, you know, it's like, right. Um, it'll, I mean, what, you know, it'll ruin you. What power do you have to fucking change any of that? Yeah. Really? Realistically, yeah. you know, I mean, we grow up, we grow up and we say, Hey, you can be even me. I say, you know, you can be whatever you want to be and work right. hard at it and this and that. Right. But it comes to a point where it's like, if you got this whole crazy network of mm. whatever he thinks going on, what are you going to do about it? You know yeah. what I mean? You're going to be so wrapped up in your own, uh, yeah. So it's like, like I'm yeah. just not even going to pay attention to it. It's not even going to be part of my life or my right. mind, you know? That's the safest thing to do. You know, that's the way to protect what, you know, you value. Not your getting, sanity, you know? Your sanity. <laughs> exactly. If you value your sanity, don't follow Lil Tay on Twitter. <laughs> You know, or any of those people who are uh, basically just out there for your time. They just want to take your time and say, hey, you know, thanks for watching. I'll I'll be back tomorrow for another two minutes. You think there were like people back in the day like that, like back in history, like some fucking jester that people just knew about that was like, dude, this jester is wild. Probably only like like one or two, though. (laughs) And you had to like Like go see Like rumors by horse travel would spread about that man, dude. It's like, yeah, yeah, this this Sir Dangerfield guy. I mean, you would not believe what he was pulling out of his, you know. Yeah. yeah. Did you hear about the new Sir Dangerfield <laughs> challenge? Sir Dangerfield. <laughs> you stick a whole sword up your ass. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm sure there was. People back then were, they were into some weird shit. I mean, yeah. you know, you have to be if you're living in a, basically a, a leather hut trying yeah. to keep it creative, you know. Yeah. Or maybe not at all. Maybe there was like no funny people. There was like no jokes had until like Dude, and Matt no, there had to be humor. I just wonder what kind of humor there was back then, right? It just was probably more, more physical. 
murdering your uh, your neighbor and <laughs> taking his wife. That's the, the standard <laughs> joke of the day. There yeah. had to be humor, man, because you know, like like we were yeah. saying, the history is written by the victors, so we only really hear the violent side or the conquering side, and we can only imagine how horrible that was at that time. But right. Well, same I mean, time people were living right and people well, were making families yeah and, you have you, know. you have comedy and tragedy you know being the two themes of greek theater you right. know so it's like that was pretty much it you there's know, been like, humor for yeah as long as we've thought yeah, right as long as we've thought a fucked up thought we've we've thought about it and then we also laughed after like right. nah, nah. Told you, buddy, <laughs> nah, 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 nah i'm not gonna do that you know you know yeah yeah it's that um i guess you could also see that as that the the devil and the angel on each right. shoulder, right? The comedy, the tragedy, yeah. The yin, the yang. Exactly. It's like you're either laughing or you're, you know, on your way to crying or, you know, somewhere in between. I yeah. think that's where, like, you know, the Greeks got that thousands of years ago. Yeah. You know, it's crazy how you see with the, all these cultures. You know, there's like, there's so many similarities, but everybody has, you know, different symbols for almost like the same ways of thought not all the time right there's mm -hmm. they differ in many ways but right. you know like all these fucking gods yeah like uh, the similarities they have with the viking gods mm -hmm. versus the olympic gods and right like, these people were fucking all, seas away you know yeah. like countries away they all borrowed from the same people that's why you know beforehand it was just one you know, the Sumerians or the Assyrians, you know, those guys, they basically wrote the the book. Mm -hmm. And then everyone spread out and was like, you know, and we're still but arguing did, over you know, the details. Is that, is that what it is? Is that everyone just spread out? Because some of these happened like around the same time. You right. know what I mean? So like there were these ideas sprouting and okay. yeah, people maybe know. like a universal conscious. I'm almost thought about that. Like you ever thought up. about that? Like, yeah. <clears throat> But this, the I guess the dis the argument against that would be, um, well, what about the indigenous tribes right now that are not right. probably as spiritually or not spiritually, but as you know, as they advanced think, consciously, yeah, you could say. But are they? The you know, but are they? You know, I think like it depends. I mean, you go to like a uh, people with you know almost no outside exposure, like the, that, the Sentinel Island off of the coast of India. Is like these people are basically Stone Age hunter gatherers, and uh, it's protected by the Indian the Indian government, and you you can't go there because these people are you know savages up to a point. And uh, their guy went there a couple of years ago. This young missionary, preacher, yeah, yeah, and he would try you know foolishly thought he could you know I don't know bring Christianity bring Christianity to a people who obviously were protected for a reason, and they killed, and they him. killed him with bows and arrows, <laughs> and you know it's like. Uh, they didn't care, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that they have their own, you know, deities and right. gods that yeah. they. But it's like, you know, there's no uh, unless you force your way in there, you're not going to find out. Yeah, only few know? people have been able to do that and study them, and you know, right. some have been welcomed with open arms, and you and know, they're the they're able to try and study their language, record their language in terms of linguistics and all that. Right. Yeah, it's wild, man. It's wild, mm -hmm. and like if you rolled up on a, you know. Back in the day, you know, you're in the 1500s exploring. We know it's like Columbus used astronomy to basically, you know, prove he was in tune with things that the primitives didn't know. Yeah, so if you roll up to the Sentinel Island in a yacht, you know, with some drones or like fly the drones over, I mean, you know, the first thing that they're going to think is, 
you know, obviously now it's in no island. I'm sure that they have an idea of the outside world. Yeah, they see but, the plane, right? But, but yeah, not, but yeah, there's yeah. been tribes that have seen planes go by in the sky, and then they right. saw that they made the shape of the plane out of, out in sticks, you exactly. know, to, to point out to the sky, and they were like right. revering people that were flying as gods. Yeah, I mean, when you uh, you know, if you if you look at any ancient culture that has you know advanced religion. It all stems from symbolism, like symbology with nature, yeah. you know, how they perceive their universe. Symbolism. Yeah. I've been, yeah. I've been looking into, you know, Carl Jung's, mm. you know, theories and, um, and, uh, also just like the myth of the, the hero and the, mm. the hero's journey and all that. And right. like, just like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to try and get back into writing some stuff. I've been thinking about writing some, some things. so be i've been writing. looking into symbolism and you know mythologies again and just mm-hmm. you know brushing up on everything because i really do have an interest in like these stories and like we you know like i said earlier with the historically speaking and everything kind of things repeat themselves just mm-hmm. in different ways you know right. you just kind of have to notice the pattern of i guess our behavior right right no and I, you know that's that's exactly what it is. And, is and doing stories, right? You're an avid book reader. You know, mm-hmm. you, you're a man who loves literature. You know, seeing that there's constant symbolism mm-hmm. that's used in terms of structure. I feel like it's very similar, but they very could be same. drastically different in character or this or that and story. It's all in the details. <laughs> Life, Life's in the details, especially with books. You know, I mean, there's like, Unless it's a like a historical, you know, retelling of events where, you know, and even in events, the, the same themes come out with the authors if they're good because they want to give you good versus bad, you know, they want to give you a protagonist and an antagonist to root for, and that's like you know, talk about literature. One of my favorite uh, books of all time is the Iliad, written by Homer. You know, one of the first ever real stories of mankind, and that's all about symbolism and it's all about achilles and his anger and you know his pride and his rage but also his skill as a killer then you know on the other side you have hector who's equally skilled he's got a family and you know he has his gods and his pride and Mm -hmm. the gods above have their favorites you know and so as the battle progresses you know you're you're pitted there's no good or bad here it's basically two guys who are interlocked in their own conflict, but the yeah. gods, they have their favorites, right? And they want to, you know, play games. <clears throat> and Zeus is where eventually, if you are adhering to the pagan symbolism in this, the literature, he tells the gods that basically if they go down again, he's going to kill them all. So that's, you know, man is to be left to his own. And it basically it's just, you know, who knows the symbolism of Homer and what he wanted to really, you know, show in that book. But what comes out is basically we're all pretty much the same. You know, Mm -hmm. this is just a a super battle of, you know, there's no good versus evil here. It's Mm -hmm. man on man. Yeah. You know, and it's just nature. It's nature. Our our nature, you know, our divine nature. Right. And, you know, that's a big, (laughs) his description of the simulation, you know what I mean? Exactly. He knew he was being, it's like, this is a simulation. There's people looking down at us right now, fucking having a laugh. Right, exactly. Like we're fighting a battle that you know is only important to us, you know, and that's I right. Think, you know, to be able to write something so profound, seven hundred BC, you know, you, you, that's talking twenty seven hundred years ago. Right, 
I mean, almost three thousand years ago. Almost three thousand, and it's like even today we remember it because what it's we relate directly to it. Like, right, it's a great. You know, it's timeless. That it's that timeless. it's a part of the human psyche, human nature. It's to just, think you know, of the hero and and the hero's journey, and exactly. not all the time the hero's this fucking good guy. Right, he's, you know, and the, the the evil guy that you think is evil, he's a good guy too. I mean, not always the cases, but in like these stories, you know, you have the multi-dimensional characters. Right, because there's yeah. a with the hero's journey, you know, there's a point where they're taken to the edge and they die and they right. come back. Right, it's like with the Jesus. Yeah, symbolism. The resurrection. The, the resurrection. Right. You come back stronger, better. You know, Gained able able to do what you were meant to do. You know. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. Gandalf the White. You know, Tolkien. That was. There's a, a great review of Tolkien. That's like, you know, the the city of men is all white. Minas Tirith. You know, and it's directly across from the dark city. You know, Minas Morgul. You know. Orcs are bad. They're cursed men. Cursed elves. Elf men are good. Gandalf the White is. He wears all white, flowing robes. And then you have, sound a little racist to me. <laughs> little, listen, we're saying light and dark, yeah, yeah, not light white and, dark, and black for here. sure. But then you have Gollum, who is quite literally gray, <clears throat> and you know that's a a big feature of the movie is you know Gollum trying to be good or evil or Smeagol Gollum. Man, you know, he's trapped. He's trapped. He's gray. He's just like, he can't do it. And that like, you know, comes down to the, the final battle of good versus evil played out with Aragorn and the kingdom of men fighting literal evil. And then you have Frodo fighting his potential future self in his own battle of good versus evil. And it's like just the whole duality of those two stories, you know, it comes back down to good versus evil. That's really yeah. what is all know, the all the, the timeless all the all timeless uh, stories. I guess even right. with Star Wars, right in modern day, yeah. Kind of talk about the Star Wars saga, right. practically never ending now. Yeah, which is crazy, right? It's becoming our new mythology. I've been thinking right. about that. Is that superheroes? Fucking anything entertainment wise. These stories that we're creating, mm-hmm. one day they're going to be seen as our mythology. Sure. If yeah. you think about it, what's right? most important is the stories that we pass down, right? You know that that's the the crazy thing is you know it's more common to be blown away and talk about <clears throat> a movie forever like we all do mm-hmm. versus you know any real like you know actual historical thing actual that happened. historical thing right what's more important actual wild ass story yeah right? you know and that's I, I think it's funny we, we go back to like the netflix historical movies now now we're kind of blending it all together but yeah like the popcorn the avengers you know like thanos uh was the most talked about thing that year was thanos you know they published that study where he was trending the highest you know everything cool because of memes and everything memes like that but and still regardless and, yeah, yeah. Thanos. Right. So it's like the most talked about thing for a year on the face of the earth was, <laughs> you know, a villain in a superhero movie. Yeah. And it's like that just, yeah, that's incredible. You know, unbelievable. Basically, yeah, the new mythology. We're going to be passing down the Thanos story to our kids. Right. Yeah. Right. Or some, I was seeing it as like some advanced, you know, some like future culture. Mm. coming back on the ruins of America and finding a hard drive with like everything, right. just the Avengers. all our movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like, wow, this is what they believed in. Right. right? You know, or how, or how wild would this be like a future civilization? That's not advanced. It's mm. devolved. 
but they still have some some way to see what we had the technology and then they see like whoa this is this is what's coming yeah. <laughs> i mean you know you wonder it's like what how much of that stuff is gonna last you know yeah it's all in uh it's all digital it's all digital so yeah you need power you need a reader and hat you know unless you're a programmer on a lot of stuff you're not downloading movie files to hard drives and watching them in a, a user it'd be gone that's what everyone's yeah. doing they're they're fucking throwing all this data on offshore right. accounts that they have you know like if it gets locked out it's in mm. fucking the cayman islands you know exactly like, you know everything is uh on a chip you know we're still digging artifacts out of the ground that have been dead for been buried for thousands of years it's like you know what if, if there was an apocalypse situation of our civilization would be left the art specifically yeah you know that's an interesting point yeah you know which there's less of right less of real art right and maybe nfts and things of that NFTs. nature might even might even mm -hmm. you know render that like a thing of the past right well it's also like you know it's the the new so it's like it's exciting because it's like and now an nft is like just the idea of owning art that isn't even really tangible you have you know you have to have a viewer you have to have a phone you have to have something to look at it it's like okay you know that's pretty wild you know beforehand if you wanted something art you know you would need the the actual painting you would need the sculpture you would need you know and usually you want it verified because there's like fakes yeah. out there now it's like when you pay for an nft they send you a file yeah five people five <laughs> other people bought the yeah it's like too, you're, right? you're that image you could yeah. constantly sell if you wanted right right and you know you own like, the first one i guess yeah, I don't know. It, it's a confusing technology at best, you know, for those on the outside, I guess. And that's, you know, yeah. it's just we're moving so far into the digital spectrum of things, you know. I don't put it out of the realm of possibility that, like, <coughs> some crazy, you know, universal thing happens, like a fucking solar flare or something mm. knocks out all our <coughs> satellites and Wi-Fi. Right. And then all that shit gets fried, right? Yeah. And we're just imagine the freak out. Back to the dark I saw ages. They got me thinking. It was like, it was like I think a, a Saudi Arabian, um, you know, what do they call the Saudi Arabian the uh, sheik or whatever, like the king, basically. Mm -hmm. He said, uh, I'm, "I'm probably gonna butcher it," but he said, "Hard times create hard men. <coughs> hard men uh, create soft times." soft times create soft men and mm. it just like keeps yeah. going in a cycle because they asked them i've seen um, this before yeah soft men like yeah they get they get weak 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 men they get jealous yeah and then it's like we fall back into the same cycle so he said times. cycles right jealous men create like hard times exactly and then those yeah. soft men create the fucked up times and those fucked up times create the hard men right and because he said that they were asking him wow you guys went from you know, you guys went from riding camels in the desert to mm. riding Land Rovers and shit. And he's like, and "That's what that's what was his fucking response." And that right. that is so true. It goes, I guess, back to this what I've we've been kind of hitting on and like history repeating itself and shit right. like that. It's like cycles in time where you can't deny it. And and I asked myself when I read that internally, like. What does this mean for you, right? Mm -hmm. Am I am I the weak man in the right. creating the, the weak soft time? Belly and the slippers, right? Am I? Are we are we the generation of the weak 
you know, creating the weak times. Well, you know, when you look at like the historical references of what a weak time empire brings, you know, that's the Nero's, that's the, the Darius, Darius of Babylon, where they get, they come into after the hard men, mm-hmm. they come into the plenty, they come into the Wi-Fi, the AC. And, you know, we got things pretty good. Like, you know, you can go, I just did my shopping at Publix, you know, like you can just go pick up all the food you need. Everything's there. Yeah. They've got quite literally everything to keep you moving and alive. But hundred years ago, there was no Publix. You know, if you wanted meat, you had to travel at least to the butcher or if you wanted bread, there would be the baker. And that stuff goes bad in a week. You know, yeah. you can't just uh, throw it on a shelf and let it, the preservatives. Yeah. You know, so now it's like you have to at least maintain motion, even if you want to survive. Yeah. You know, yeah. you got to be moving every day, getting fresh fruit and stuff. Yeah, dude. Imagine this is a super high thought. Imagine on um, like what I was saying, this solar wave, you know, the solar flare wipes out all our fucking Wi-Fi. We start going back to the fucking... The Not Stone, Stone Age. Age, but you know what I mean. But that like, would be like back to uh, middle 1850s. age, middle age, or yeah. or yeah, or more like that. You know, kerosene lamps and like yeah, Mad Max yeah. shit. I guess right. Yeah, you know that type Mad of Max. shit. And it just keeps going from there to the point that we don't even recognize our our old structures two hundred years down the line, right? And yeah. those become the fucking pyramids. Right. Right. And then and then those future generations are coming down and then boom, they go back to finding that Thanos DVD. Yeah. And they go, This is what they fucking believed in with these crazy skyscrapers and shit. Right. And it just keeps repeating itself and then it builds up, builds up. Wow, look at these pyramids we used to have. How did they do it? Right. The real and the pyramids are still there. Keeps going, keeps yeah. Yeah, you know, I I think that uh yeah, we the regression of humanity would be pretty It'd be hard because there's just like people are so smart these days. Yeah. Everyone's so educated. Like as long as you're in a pocket of humanity, you know, and there's not a zombie apocalypse or like a mass extinction th- mm-hmm, type of mm-hmm. event. Yeah. You know, it'd be pretty hard for us to like go back Degress, to for sure. For that, the most part, yeah. humans are on the up and up. Like if right. we're if this is what we can achieve now, you know, imagine if there was no power hundreds like, of years down the line, yeah. what, the, what those people would be able to achieve. Right. I mean, you look at uh if you dropped, you know, two hundred competent men and women into the jungle, you know, they would make a good run at it and probably establish civilization, you know, and have math. The strongest, have, yeah. And they have the human you know, race will we'll con- we'll things always would get survive. lost, even things if we're in the woods, right? They'll survive. And but. we probably would. Uh, it's like that movie Rain of Fire, right? I don't know if you've seen that Christian Bale where they slaughter the dragons. Matthew McConaughey is in it. Definite recommend if you're listening. And I think uh, I've seen it on Prime. Yeah, go ahead and watch that. Basically, dragons, you know, come out into the world from London, and uh, you know, the world goes back to the dark ages. There's no, you know, people are, but they still have tanks, you know, guns still exist, obviously. But they, there's kids in an orphanage, like a, you know, a shelter, and Christian Bale and uh, his buddy are reenacting Star Wars as like a theatrical play. You know, Darth Vader, you know, no, <coughs> yeah, I am hero's your journey, father. Right? Yeah, and it was like, the kids are going crazy, you know, because it's like, he's his father, you know. So it's like, this is like, you know, the next generation having gone through that extinction event, you know, yeah. what did they carry with them? And I was like, yeah, yeah like Star Wars. You're not going to act out like a Thebian play from, yeah. you know, 3000 BC. We're going to act out Star Wars. We're going to act out, yeah. you know, 
the Avengers and these things. And it's like, you know, it's pretty, yeah. So I think, you know, we would definitely lose a lot, but we would, we would take with us enough to, uh, to come back to, you know, you know, or to maintain a certain level of civilization. For sure. We should, we should write uh, the dystopian science fiction and split that 20 grand. Let's go ahead and put it on pen to paper. We'll just we'll just write a dystopian future because I definitely think I we laid out some cool fucking uh there's some listen, I, I have points a, there. Like that would be just an insane story to right. try and capture as a dystopian, just like this cycle of like Earth that yeah. just like keeps going over and over, you know. I mean there's uh you know, if you've done the or at least listened to podcasts enough, you know that there's enough like the ice age. That wiped pretty much everything off the earth, you know. The dinosaurs, Dude, yeah. obviously, you know. That's yeah. I mean, so like, and the know. Native Americans, right? They have uh, in their belief, they think that there's mm. great. I don't know if they name them tragedies, but catastrophes. There's right. these great the ca- catastrophes that happened every so yeah. often, you know. I don't yeah, know. we we we're hoping we're not heading for a catastrophe for right? sure. But people for have been sure. they've been expecting one since you know. At least we've been old enough to remember. I mean, first there was the rapture, you know. Then there was the Mayan calendar, yeah, yeah, the Y two K thing, right? The Y two K. Then it was like, oh, now it's twenty twenty. Last year, obviously, did feel pretty much like right. This is the closest one. This is definitely the closest one, Uh, you know. So I guess we'll see after this December, you know, because obviously the conspiracy theorists say, you know, the. if you dig deep enough that we got off, we're on the Julian calendar. That was for the Romans and the Mayans obviously didn't account for like a leap year or something to do with that. And, you know, we've been off by about a time span and the 2012 is, you know, if someone had a, yeah. you know, a, a uh, error and wrote 2021, 20, but who knows, you know, I don't think that, and you can't go around believing that, an apocalypse is around the corner. Because, yeah. you know, I think the, the craziest you know. thing that could happen is just, you know, there's so much shit around our atmosphere, right? Think about all the satellites. Have you thought about that? Like all the, the satellites. There. Yeah, yeah. All this space junk up there. Yeah, it's and like, what if that just starts falling down or like an asteroid comes over and hits it? Like, how are we not getting hit by asteroids? I guess because they burn, right? Most of it burns of by it the burns time it, it hits our, our yeah. atmosphere or whatever, but that's a stressful job. What about the big ones, right? There's just something fucking dude. Like, there. I don't yeah, know. Those are the wildest. Yeah, because you hear about them, you know, like it was a, a miss by a couple. Listen, if, if miles. listen, if an asteroid comes down here, God wanted me to go. You know, right? Whatever, Maybe. whatever universal power, yeah. the fucking Shiva, he sent a meteor to my house. Un, very unlucky, but right. whatever, right? That's yeah. the end of that. It's not, yeah, you know, that's the thing. You have to kind of, you know, everyone in the back of their mind knows that when a meteor comes out of the sky, we're all just going to be like, well, you know. Hope but it you turns me to a superhero. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because it's like, you know, we're all in this together. So yeah. you can't really plan for that. But you definitely, like, don't want to go around living like a prepper. Because uh, yeah. then it's like, you know, the meteor hits. It's like, what are we doing afterwards? Like, right. Scavenging, cannibalizing. Well, it's but. the it's the movie uh, Blast from the Past, right? You remember that movie with uh, Brendan oh, Fraser? I have not seen that. Brendan Fraser. It was, uh, it was um, oh, God, what's uh, Christopher Walken, right? Mm. Christopher Walken's in the 1960s or something, and he's like the super, or 19, 
I want to say fifties, 1950s. And, uh, he's, uh, He's like the scientist or whatever, the super smart guy works for the government, but he's a prepper. He's got this whole bunker <laughs> underground of his house, like with all the food, all the oh, fish, all the I sustainability, right? Yeah. And he fucking, yeah. And then, yeah. you know, he thinks that uh, the the communists are coming or something mm. and they're bombing. And so they get down in the bunker and a fucking plane just happens to crash on the house. They hear the explosion mm. and it locks them in there for I want to say 30 years, dude. So he comes back in the 80s or 90s, this Brendan Fraser, right? He was born there because his wife is pregnant. And he comes out with all these teachings of 1950s. Just sticks out like a sore thumb. It's a fucking great movie, dude. Yeah. Can you imagine uh, being born in a bunker and just, you know, having no outside interaction? No sunlight, nothing. You're just in there with your parents. Yeah. Same thing every day. You could get stuck in a bunker with like a John Goodman from uh, Cloverfield Lane. Oh, I never saw that movie. Yeah. Was he like a serial killer or something? A yeah, like he was a he was insane, but like he was totally prepped. And then he had these vats of like water, so he said. But really, the water was people that he had gotten bored of, and he would kill them and dissolve them in acid in his bunker. And uh, yeah, you know, obviously, spoiler, sorry about that if you haven't seen the movie. Yeah, okay. But, yeah. you know, just uh, he, you know, he, like a, a low-key psychopath. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you got to spend eternity with this guy. Well, and, you got to uh, think, if if Cloverfield's happening, you'd be dumb not to be a prepper then, right? Like, if you saw right. that giant, if I saw, the if alien. we saw a giant fucking alien thing attack, I don't know. Yeah. It was New York. Mm. We definitely people would start buying land somewhere or just taking it and just fucking freaking like just out preparing. One, one could we kill it though? I mean, if we Dude. could put it down, that would be we'd have to tight. call Godzilla. Oh, I'm sure they could like try to put. I'm sure they could put it down. That'd be that'd be sweet if like aliens showed up and we kicked their ass. You know, like, <laughs> just like well, apparently the, the there's like, one conspiracy where it's like they think that the aliens are actually. Or certain aliens are actually here to like help us or whatever, monitor us so that we don't fuck shit up. Right. And uh, that what entertainment the government's doing and all this, because we've recovered so many fucking alien crafts, mm-hmm. is that they, uh, they've they been brainwashing us and preparing us through entertainment and all these movies to think that there is an alien invasion going to come or whatever. Or at least prep us to the fact that like if aliens really like – started popping out and showing themselves to us that we would have a freak out reaction and fucking go to war. So what the conspiracy is that they want us to freak out? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's the conspiracy. I mean, I think, I don't know. Not only that, there's this it's cr- a lot of prep work. Dude, it's a lot. You can show up in a Publix right now and cause a scene. People will freak out. Yeah. I but think, like, yeah. People are, you know, I, I think anything out of the normal will scare most people. You don't have to do that. Would be insane, right? That much prep, but maybe like you said, it is just like years of building up angst. And I mean, you can see it now, like with what happened last year, all this pent up right. aggression and like yeah, yeah. Imagine, know. imagine that, right? Like yeah, they want to come out at the opportune moment <laughs> where people are just like ready to fight people in publics over not wearing a mask or not. Right, right. You know? Where it's like. I'm not sharing my space with this green alien. <laughs> I won't have it. Take my you job. Know, and you got yeah. Flim Flop over there just yeah. trying to buy some fucking sardines yeah. or something. He's just, <laughs> yeah, he's just trying to 
Hang on. Third, you have TV. your intergalactic ID card. <laughs> <laughs> it looked at me funny. And I don't like him. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Man, people are people are definitely like that, you know. Especially no. in uh certain parts of the country. There, if you show up, you know, I remember I wore a uh, a Hawaiian shirt to a party in Alabama. Oh. I was the life of the party. Everyone thought I was really? a funny guy. You know? <laughs> Look at this Florida guy. Like, oh I was like, God. "This is what everybody in Florida wears." <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I was like, "Wow, this is a uh, you know culture shock for me." I was like yeah. 19 at the time, but you know, just like people just being unaccustomed to just things that you take for granted. You know, you it can be a, it can be as shocking and like if you go to certain places. You know, yeah, that's you what you see traveling. You know, yeah, you'll when you travel to another place, man. Right. You really see it when you travel to a whole other country. Yeah. I mean, aliens would have to land at like a certain area. You know, they would have to come to like a pretty chill spot, I think, to really get the reaction that wouldn't incite too much chaos. That's why I believe believe in the fucking ancient alien theory. I, I I did one podcast on it. Um, where I fucking told everybody, mm-hmm. you know, told everybody my beliefs, my conspiracy <laughs> theory, right? <laughs> but it's just like for me, it makes kind of sense, you know, when you look at right, you know, some of these accounts or whatever, these stories and just you know, things in these mythologies that we were talking about, mm-hmm. where to me it's not out of the realm of possibility to think if the universe is so vast, right? That there's fucking things, you know, that definitely come around you know and so like yeah i just i believe in that shit and i feel like if you were an alien being coming to this planet it probably was more chill when they didn't have nuclear weapons (laughs) and they could actually like come down and be like telepathically communicating with you you know what i mean or something i mean it's like a a lesser aggressive probably more aggressive but lesser yeah Yeah, i mean that's definitely you know, threatening, less less threatening. In, they're flying in planes right next to them now, saying, "What the hell? <laughs> right. Whoa! F They're not as fast yeah. and shit, but like, dude, there's something crazy going on, right? Yeah, I mean, definitely. They're, you know, if I was a uh, you know, wayward traveling alien, and I, you know, time was no meaning to me, and I could just <laughs> come down to the earth and like, but what would that show life some be, like, right? you know, like grow some would... grain or like, you know make a, a circle like, <laughs> draw a circle in the sand yeah. you know to a bunch of cavemen be like bam you know, yeah and then have or show them you know but anything. what is the purpose of that like right like what know. is that life dude and then you you Simple. heard the bob lazar shit right mm. oh yeah the yeah. bob lazar shit that that one even sounds crazy too because you don't know he could be lying but he could not be right a lot right. some of his stuff has been coming true i mean you know but when he describes <clears throat> their ship and what you know how it how he thinks it might work, right. dude, it's it's eerie. It's like what they're just like a whole nother thing, right? Yeah. And they come from a whole different realm of physics, or they're able to access something that has a whole different realm of physics. If that is really what it is, right? If there really is things that are just flying in the sky and can go from one place to another place. Like if it folded the paper in half, right? Like, right. It's just fucking, I mean, you know, that's, not part of our physical understanding. So it's like, what is that? What is the purpose of that thing? Even if there is a little thing in there controlling it or not, like, right. What if it's, there's nothing controlling it. Oh, and it's, <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, we just have to, you know, that's why we give everything two legs and two arms. Right. You know, Personification. Right. We want to, that's what we want to see. That's what we you can know? understand. It's like uh, Starship Troopers, you know, those are just bugs, you know, like that's a great, I love that's a movie series. It's just like giant bug race, you know, controlled <laughs> by like brain bugs, you know, like, <laughs> That would not be ideal, you know. We don't yeah. want to interact with the. They just have bug. a constant reality TV show where they just hop to different realities. It's yeah. like Rick and Morty or something. They just hop yeah. to different realities to just view what yeah. is going on. We don't want to, you know. We want to deal with like the, the two-legged, two-armed alien that, like, you know, thinks like is pretty cool. He thinks yeah. zebras are cool, and he thinks like <laughs> yeah. you know, parrots are nice, and that's why things have been chilling the way they have been because it's you know, yeah, we man. don't want to be too disturbed yeah we don't want yeah to be, i don't uh, know you know how how would how would the human beings react to fucking an alien they would just wouldn't react well to it i think i mean people react some pretty, would yeah. and then all of a sudden you have a mars attack situation where you had the <laughs> fucking people coming out like yeah we come in peace Again, we love you aliens and they just fucking dance i think it's, it's, it's like alien prejudice you know we want to see a good looking alien like right when, when that guy if comes that out, bitch ain't blue it's <laughs> six foot I tall see a, i ain't having it i want the little green man you know that's the alien that people are comfortable seeing right know? like that's the one that we want to see we don't want right. to see like the the multi-dimensional or how crazy would this be come from the sky <laughs> <laughs> like, you know serpent the fucking creature. Yeah, believe, right? we, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you just see some guy step out of a fucking alien ship and he's got the fa- the face of a hawk yeah <laughs> you know or cyrus yeah that'd be a little unnerving you know but hey if it's uh you know from what the greeks and everyone else thought you know they were pretty Maybe they were spot on in their drawings. Who Dude, knows? what if they just know. what if they just hopped out and they looked exactly like us? Yeah, I think it'd be interesting, you know, to uh Yeah, I think it'd be interesting if you ask like different generations to draw their idea of like an alien and God, you know, like if once the image once you like, you know, comprehend the idea of what both would be, like, you know, is it Osiris with the bird head or is it like an old man with a beard? Or is it a little green dude? You know, it's yeah. like all of yeah. them. You know, no one's drawing like the abstract, crazy ideas because it's yeah. like, that's not really what we want. You know, no. no, the form of energy or whatever, like something that's just like pixelated almost. Yeah, in you our just, fucking... yeah, you just talk to a light. <clears throat> you know, that's that'd be yeah. pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's where the concepts of uh, I guess apparitions and and ghosts and right. things of that nature, right? Spirits. <clears throat> Which that is, I believe in all that shit too, man. I'm on, I'm on that fucking woo yeah, shit. The voodoo, you know, I definitely, uh, I definitely have respect for it. You know, having read and seen enough of the world, you know, you can't quantify everything. You, you know? just can't. Not everything could be explained, right? right. No, with the human comprehension, I suppose. Yeah, that's, you know, you don't. Some things you just like, you know. Hey, you don't really want to delve too deep into it, but it's like you still have to have a level of respect for, you know, some uh, yeah metaphysical yeah metaphysical entities or uh, you know flows that just kind of move through everything and universally yeah I think you know we all and I think most people do have that you know you're not really just cut off from anything no that's why you know? that's why society is able to function. How we function, right. you know? <clears throat> yeah, you just have to accept it, kind of it all. Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, dude, yeah, the fact it, that there's, yeah. right, there's Wi-Fi, this invisible energy that just goes from place to place, right. you can change channel to channel, watch anything around the world, this, yeah. that, a billion fucking trillion right. videos or any image you want. The fact that that's all being powered by some invisible fucking force. Mm. Hey, let me just plug this into the wall. I have no idea where this electric current's fucking going Bouncing to, but the satellites. government owns it, right? <laughs> yeah. And and that's going on. Then imagine, yeah, just the energy, the life force that is well, it's all waves. life, right? You're sending like a sound wave, you know. Through. Turn the radio. You yeah. turn to a different frequency, you know. Yeah, and we're. It's crazy to think that that's what human beings realistically are right when you're in this body you're fucking just electrical currents just fucking going that's what's making you think and move and live and breathe yeah it's energy man that's that's what it comes down to that's like you know what they say is the galaxy looks like the brain yeah yeah certain yeah certain galaxies like eyes or planets are like eyes you know you know the neural network looks you know it's like Obviously, there has to be some correlation, or you can just choose to believe that everything is randomized chaos, which, you know, would be probably a pretty fun way to live. Yeah, that means we're super lucky. Yeah, know? like, you know, I shout out to the nihilists. They, you know, they really have just like that viewpoint where they can just, you know, you just accept things for what they are, base value. You know, I think that, in my opinion, like you said, you know, you can live both ways without having to, uh, dig too deeper and just accept things that, you know, you can be comfortable not knowing everything. Yeah. You know. Yeah. People got to learn to let go. Right. You know? Just write it out. Um, all right. How about this? We've been, we've been getting on a lot of history and everything and just ways of thought philosophy. This was definitely a nice philosophical conversation. Hey, we, you know, we were actually planning to talk about, I think mostly gardening. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. well, that's a way of thought too, right? What right. is what is gardening kind of taught you? Probably patience, right? Patience a lot, and you know, watching the way uh, plants grow year after year, kind of un as long as they're tended to, you know, you really have to <clears throat> get into the soil and the plants, watch things grow to take you know full advantage of your surroundings. Because like everywhere you live, that's what I've decided is everywhere is beautiful. Oh yeah, but you have to really like. Maybe not everywhere. Urban urban garages, parking garages, not so much. But nature, nature you know, itself trees, is beautiful, man. Beautiful, yeah. and to really appreciate what you know is going on around you, you have to start small. You have to start with your own little garden, your own little niche of nature that you can care for. And as you see it grow, and you watch like a single leaf bloom or a single flower bloom, and then die, you watch it again next year. You really start to appreciate the much grander things that are going on. And I think that is the biggest lesson that like I can give in gardening. Bonsai is more controlled. I'm a control mm-hmm. freak. So it's <clears> fun <throat> for me to shape nature yeah. in so much that it can grow by itself. But also, you know, I have some matter of control of how I want it to look yeah, aesthetically pleasing to me. Right. But that gives you, you know, a different appreciation of things that occur naturally. You know, so when you look at a tree, that has crazy dead woods been struck by lightning. Some people just like, you know, dying tree. Yeah. You know, me, I'm like, man, You're if I could. in the beauty. Yeah. I'm like, that is, you know, this thing has been here 90, 100 years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, to try and replicate something like that in the garden is, yeah. you know, the gardener's art. Uh, yeah. You know. That's where so. your appreciation of nature shows, even though it's in a controlled right. environment where you control the outcome and the 
the future of this plant. It depends but, on you for survival. Yeah, you but know, you so. have an image for it, and that's what's crazy about just like humans, dude. Is right. that what we can think of, we can fucking achieve it right, and do exactly. it, and we do it all the time. I guess that's why we got to be careful with what we create and what we bro. get hyped over, right? We get everything we want in the end. I think mm-hmm. that's you know, you have to write the one thing. We're, want the right things yeah and that comes from you know like we talked about like your sources man <clears throat> yeah all right so sources how about you give the audience your top five books that you think readers should top five should books do. all right so i think everyone should read the histories herodotus i mean this is all of our history you know and it's pretty much the only history that exists predates the bible so everyone should read that. Find yourself a good copy of that and read it. And it's honestly written by Herodotus, who it's, it reads like a novel. But you're reading about things that basically Egypt, you're reading about the conquest of Greece. If you love history, this is like the source. So read that. Uh, number two, we'll take it different direction. I uh, I also read the, what was it? I was just saying, Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand. It's a big book. I'm sure you've seen it. It's like 1,300 pages, but this book will change your thinking in terms of being a productive human, at least for me. You know, everyone gets something different, but she has her <clears> own <throat> philosophy of objectivism, which is written in counteracts to communism. And it, you know, it gets a little preachy at points, you know, but it's a great story. And the way that, you know, it can kind of change, it changed my thought of just, you know, being productive in society versus not, that was a big influence for me. Uh, number two, number three, I'm going to say The Sun Also Rises by Ernest Hemingway. And Hemingway is one of my favorites. You know, I've read almost all of his books. But uh, this book is written basically about a guy who's just hanging out in Europe and Spain. And he's famous and he's rich and he doesn't have to do much. But, you know, the way that it, resonated with me was just like it's written such a pace that it's like you know i think every guy can relate to this and probably every girl there's girls in the book obviously but you know it's written in such that it's like you know kind of figuring out what to do next Mm -hmm. you know and that was you know if you read it at the right time you know it really can give you an idea of just you know maybe you're not alone maybe you know what you want to do maybe it's just kind of you don't know yet but you know, take them time, figure it out, a sabbatical. So that was a big one for me. Uh, number four, let me think here. Man, I've read so many this year. Those are, those are some great nominations right there. Yeah, <clears throat> one through three are pretty solid. I recommend those to everyone. Uh, four, just I'm going to go most recent that I really enjoyed was Cormac McCarthy, uh, All the Pretty Horses. It's called a style of Gothic Western. Not for everyone, but it is, uh, it's a dark book, but let me tell you, it's, it gives you a little glimpse into how things used to be, especially in the West. If you like Westerns, this is like, you know, from the guy who wrote the movie, No Country for Old Men. Nice. So the pace of the book is just, you know, will blow you away. And number five, I'm probably going to go, you know, I could give some Eastern books, you know, Book of Five Rings is really a great book, a great philosophy book for Eastern thought, but I really like Tao Te Ching, Lao Tzu. 
uh, you know, the Tao. That's a spiritual book. But honestly, you know, I pick it up and I read that. I actually gave that to you a couple years ago, I think. But, you know, just anything. I read a lot of uh, Basho, Matusahu Basho. You know, he was an Eastern philosopher. Things, you know, that because the, the uh, Eastern thought Confucius, Analects, I'm just going to lump them all in that five. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so the Eastern school of thought was so different from reading something in Western, you right. know, and it's, it's totally different th- way of thinking when we're or organized, you know, calmer, such a slower pace. And if you really want to get well-rounded in literature, just reading something from what comes out of like ancient China or ancient Japan uh, will really broaden, you know, your understanding of just how people think I, you know, and I'll give you respect for such a larger book uh, and literature, you know, awareness that you'll be able to really branch out from there. And so I recommend everyone delve into some of that. Oh, yeah. I'm about to fucking check out some of those. (laughs) So check them out. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you for coming on the show, bro. I really appreciate it. I've been waiting for a while. We had a good time. Yeah, we could definitely do another one. Absolutely. Um, Hell, yeah. Thank you for tuning in. Peace out, motherfuckers. Yep, yep. Awesome, bro. He killed 21 men. I don't want to kill you, Bill. Hope you don't, Billy. <laughs> and he was just a kid. Yeah. Y'all know who it is, man. A lot of lawlessness around these parts. Roman is stoic. Really the kid, really the shit, silly we're dead, but I'm still really legit, bringing it in, bringing it in now, really the kid, really the shit, silly we're dead, but I'm still really legit, bringing it in, bringing it in now, American outlaw, fighting South Park, getting money's what I came for, turn trees like a chainsaw, pocket watch and it hangs off, I'm a dead boss, never ran off, too busy paying attention, forget what I mentioned, smoking some shit from another dimension, I'm a bad bitch. Bad man, got a red right hand With a gang some shows for the pump for some pump by the bad nightstand Come on, I'm a bad, bad man Got a red right hand With a gang some shows for the pump for some pump by the bad nightstand Come on, really the kid Really the shit, silly we're dead But I'm still really legit Bringing it in, bringing it in now Really the kid Really the shit, silly we're dead But I'm still really legit Bringing it in, bringing it in now It is high as my pound Wanted in several counties I'm always ahead of the game Nah, yeah, they never will find me I'm too busy grinding Preparing for timing Pulling up toes on rope that I'm climbing I've been on assignment NDAs I'll be signing Business is thriving I'm a bad, bad man Got a red right hand With a gas and shots For the pump for some pump By the bad nightstand Come on, I'm a bad, bad man Got a red right hand With a gas and shots For the pump for some pump By the bad nightstand Come on, Billy the Kid Really the shit, silly we're dead, but I'm still really legit Bringing it in, bringing it in now Really the kid, really the shit, silly we're dead, but I'm still really legit Bringing it in, bringing it in now